now for your feature presentation. One, or two, or three, or four, five, or five. What's up, listeners? I am your host, ex-video store clerk, screenwriter, and fellow listener, Jason Kleberg, and this is Force 5, a show where I force my guests to come up with a movie-themed top five list topic, and then we reveal our picks on air. Today is kind of a bittersweet day for me. I made my final trip to Best Buy for physical media. As Ryan and I talk about in this episode, they are stopping the sales of physical media, and this really makes me sad. I bought my very first DVDs at Best Buy back on August 23rd, 2002. That's the day that the store I was grand opening soft opened. I was working for Best Buy. I was uh, hired as a part-time merchandiser and they had this friends and family night to make sure that everything was ready to go from a process standpoint, make sure all the registers worked, all that stuff. And during that night, I picked up these special edition DVDs for Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown, which had just been released at the time. And so it's just been etched into my brain. And this is going to be the last time that I buy physical media from Best Buy. Since then, I've bought probably 70% of my collection from them, from special editions to steelbooks. I mean, for a while, they had everything that I needed. Even when I wasn't specifically in a store for a film, I always made sure to stop by and just see what was on the shelves. And those days are coming to a close. Yet, both Ryan and I are still extremely excited for the future of physical media. Now, I'm not an idiot, and I do think that at some point, physical film media will go the way of the CD, but that day hasn't come yet, it isn't coming anytime soon, and with some of the discs and sets that Ryan and I talk about during this episode, it's going to be tough not to get excited about the state of physical media heading into 2024. So without further ado, here's Ryan Verrill from Disconnected and our top five physical media releases of 2023. Today I am joined by returning guest Ryan Verrill from Disconnected, a YouTube channel and podcast and all things media that is all about physical media. If there's a label you're interested in, chances are you can find an interview with who runs it on Disconnected somewhere. And if you're interested in physical media, which you should be, you can get the scoop on all the new releases coming too. Ryan, how are you? Uh, flattered. I don't think I've ever been introduced as if you're interested in a label, there's probably an interview with it, but it's true. I mean, it's getting to the point. That's, that's likely true <laughs> yeah. for newer listeners who have not checked out episode 106 for some reason, which is the last time you were on to talk top five Blu-ray releases of 2022. What do they have to look forward to when they subscribe to you on YouTube or on social media or to your newsletter? Uh, well, social media wise, I, uh, pretty much always focus on sharing the announcements for all these physical media releases. And for anybody that's, uh, already moved on to the streaming age, that might sound kind of silly because you're, you're used to everything being delivered via algorithm, but there are still literally in some weeks, more than a hundred announcements of physical media releases coming out. And, uh, on top of all of that, I do like a roundup show every Thursday night live on YouTube and on Twitch, and that gets shared via podcast as well. But we, we go in depth on all of these, what we find interesting about them. I have a guest to discuss these, see if we've, t you know, if either of us have seen the films before. And then after that, we have some sort of film discussion, uh, not stealing your format necessarily, but usually some sort of top five list. Uh, beyond that, I try to put up at least, uh, one interview with somebody from the industry every week, and it has 
ran the gamut from some of these owners of these boutique physical media labels to people that contribute to the releases to even actors and directors. I've had Josh Rubin on, director of Werewolves Within, Sean Baker, uh, everybody loves the Florida Project. Just recently I've had a couple pretty big ones for me. I had Lucky McKee who directed May back in the day and then uh, Todd Strauss-Schulson who did one of my favorites of the 2010s. He did The Final Girls and I, I just love some of these interviews. I, I try to do some off-the-wall questions that you don't hear some of these people talk about very often and really just keep it organic and, and flowing on what they want to talk about. So I try to keep it interesting. There's going to be something for anybody. I uh, recently listened to the Sean Baker one, and he's been somebody who I've I've loved for a long time. I hope at some point he comes on here to do a top five list. Uh, just an amazing interview. And he is a real big champion of physical media, so it seemed like a perfect marriage there. Question that I didn't tee you up for, but it just came to my head, and I'm kind of interested in your take on it. How do you feel about the state of physical media coming into 2024? It's a great question because 2023 had a lot of weird ups and downs. Uh, we had the announcement that Best Buy is leaving the entire industry of physical media. They're not going to be allowing sales on their website at all or in their physical stores. So that was that's a big dip. And a lot of people scoff because they supposedly only have about 4% of the physical media sales in the entire U.S., but 4% is still a pretty big chunk when you think about it. And so that was a little bit depressing. Uh, Disney pulled out of physical media altogether in Australia. Um, we, we've had some other minor things that have come up that have made people feel really trepidatious about the future. But on the other hand, I think this is the first time in ages that I'm genuinely hopeful about the future. Um, the, the big thing, obviously, that the, the, was the story of this year was the, the writer strike and the sag after strike. And because of what was going on, there was a big magnifying glass on streaming. And they didn't really respond well. And it was the first time that I feel like streaming had this real come to Jesus moment where it was, it was make or break. And I feel like they're genuinely breaking. I feel like we have more people every day right now, discovering physical media, realizing, um, Hey, I bought this on, uh, the, the PlayStation store was the most recent one. I bought this oh, yeah. and now PlayStation is removing discovery content from people that you, you paid for. It's not a renting situation. You thought you were buying it and now it's just not available to you anymore. Um, that's, that's depressing as hell. So people are saying, I, I really want to own this. And the only way that you can own this so they can't take it away from you is physically at your home. And physical media is the answer to that. And finally, we're seeing some some weird, interesting things like Disney choosing to put out WandaVision in, in physical media or The Mandalorian. Yeah. Nobody expected those to come out this year. Uh, the James Cameron 4Ks that are finally being released are a big moment for people. But really, I think the biggest eye-opening thing for me this year is just a couple months ago, Oppenheimer came out and the 4K release was being heralded as this great achievement. It, it looks great. Everybody should pick it up. And in that first week, it was sold out everywhere in the U.S. And from the people that I contacted, they had 50,000 copies. And for a mainstream release to sell out of 50,000 copies, that's way way stronger of an industry than people expected us to be in. Um, we had some talks over on my channel and some people were saying, yeah, if it's really sold out, they might've done like 12 or 15,000 copies. That's a huge week. And to find out that it was more than four times that, like that's, 
that's a wild number to sell out in less than one week for Universal. So there's a lot of things that could be hinting at a stronger future. Um, I, I, I'm still cautiously optimistic, but still optimistic for the first time in literally years on this. Yeah, I was pretty bummed by the Best Buy thing. That's where I used to get all my steel books from, and I Same. really don't want to step foot into Walmart. <laughs> so <laughs> that's going to be one of those uh, adjustments for me. But yeah, I, I think that the boutique labels especially are in a really strong place. You've seen a lot of yep. major label deals with these companies, some which may make our list tonight. We'll see. Uh, for sure, I will talk about at least one in my honorable mentions. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of older films that are getting really, really great treatments now, too. So these are films that you may have seen 20 years ago, but you've never seen them the way that they look now, especially right. if they were films that you rented on VHS tapes from Blockbuster that have been given 100 spins at the time. And now you're seeing it in a, a whole new light. In addition to Disconnected, you have a lot of other things going on. <laughs> uh, first off, let's talk about the the Physical Media Awards show that you ran and are continuing to run this year, the Shelf Shock Rewind Awards. So how did those go last year? Uh, shockingly great. I, I you know, stepped stepped out into the the weird odd uncomfortable area to try to plan all this starting around September of 2021 and it went uh very very much better than expected uh I don't even know the the best way to explain this like the people in the industry I, I had some people even post like hey I won this award last night treating it as a legitimate thing which is exactly what you hope for for doing something like this I had yeah. some people that were uh, shocked to find out that they were nominated, sharing that and uh, thanking people who voted. We got hundreds of people that responded. And the biggest thing is the the physical media labels actually responded to it. I mean, the, the day after the award show, uh, everybody that subscribes to Vinegar Syndrome got an email in their inbox saying, look at these two physical media releases that won awards last night. These are now discounted for the next 24 hours to celebrate. And that's, that's super cool. I mean, they, they weren't, underselling titles. They weren't titles that were poor. They literally won awards because they were so good. So it's not like they discounted those because they needed to get rid of them. They literally wanted to celebrate and highlight that they won those awards. And they didn't do that for any other award show last year. So that felt really damn great. That was awesome. I remember that email. <laughs> and we're going to be doing that again this year. Uh, right now, voting is open. So as you are listening to this, where can people go to vote on this year's nominees? Uh, you can go to the Disconnected social media or the Shelf Shock Rewind social media all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and there are links pretty much everywhere. Uh, the survey for this will be open until midnight, the night of January 31st. The award show will be live on February 18th at uh, 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, and People like yourself are going to be involved and uh, have a lot of people contributing videos that are uh, highlighting nominees, highlighting some of these titles, highlighting some of these labels, and really just uh, a, a massive love fest over what we all love as far as film and the packages that they come in, because every aspect of that should be celebrated from beginning to end. I agree. Can't wait to help out again this year. It was a blast last time around. Uh, I'm going to make it easy for listeners. The link to vote for these awards will be in the show notes. So just go down to the show notes and make your voice heard. There are some great selections on there. Like we're going to talk about today, it was real, real tough coming up with the right nominees because there are so many great labels. There are yeah. so many great discs, 
so many great box sets that it was just real, real tough to narrow down. These five choices that we're going to select today are just ours, but there are so many more. I couldn't even put together a good honorable mentions list because I would See. literally have five or ten from every single label, <laughs> including studios. Like studios are bringing the heat on some of these things. So yep. one more thing I want to talk about before we get into our favorite discs of 2023. You've got a new company going on. Yeah. And it's in the physical media space. So tell <laughs> us about that. That's pretty exciting. Uh, early September of 2023. Gosh, what year is it? Uh, it's been a busy year. <laughs> uh, yeah, September of 2023, I announced a company that is called Someone's Favorite Productions. And that name comes from something that I say on my channel all too often. People sort of make fun of for how often I say it. But I try to say that every single movie has been someone's favorite movie. And when you really think about that, there are aspects of these films that are not championed enough. There are films here that uh, a lot of people will watch and call garbage and toss to the side and literally forget. But there are people that have loved every single one of these movies. And so uh, we are a production company that has a handful of contributors that are working on extra features for these discs, like visual essays, uh, bridging the world of academia and entertainment, uh, audio commentaries, and some really interesting things like uh, in-person filmed interviews with some of these talent members or maybe some critics that you know very well from the past. And just delivering some of these releases that you are already getting in ways that we think are innovative, pushing some of the boundaries. Uh, we're, we're creating some, uh, you know, returning characters that might come back on some of these discs and just doing our best to make these worthwhile for you to, to give some of your money to. And that's, that's at the heart of this is many of these releases... Uh, cost anywhere from $17 at the absolute cheapest upwards of, I, I mean, I don't know the most you've ever spent on a release. I think there's, uh, the, the 4k of Dawn of the Dead in the UK. I think I spent $114 oh, yeah. on one movie, one movie in the UK. And that's, that's a lot to invest in. And so to make sure that you're getting the most bang for your buck, we're trying to do what we can to make that enjoyable for everybody. So, uh, Working on extras is not the only thing we're doing. We're we're trying to produce some of these discs behind the scenes. Uh, we're trying to help with accessibility. I know that uh, one of the things for me is I've got two special needs kids. Um, I have ADHD, and if I got screened properly, I might have autism if I were to go check today. But there, there are a lot of these things that these discs don't necessarily work for everybody. And so we're, we're trying to work on some innov innovative things that can help people to be able to consume them, no matter what their lifestyle, their watching style, uh, no matter if they're deaf or hard of hearing, uh, visually impaired. There's a lot of ways that we want to try to help people get more for their money. So working on a lot of that behind the scenes, helping with theatrical bookings for some of these companies. It's been a crazy year, man. I, I don't understand how we're still doing this, but it's it's been wild, yeah. It's awesome. I'm glad to hear about the accessibility thing. Um, I've been frustrated in the past by a lot of special features not having closed captioning. Yep. Whereas the main feature will, but then the, the extras don't. I'm not hard of hearing, but I do like to have the closed captioning on a lot of times because maybe I'm watching it late at night and I... My wife's next to me in bed. I don't want to wake her Same. up, so I'll watch extras with the, the captioning on. And you can't do that a lot. It's really exciting, all the stuff you have going on. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do in 2024 here. I hope I get a break in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like you're going to this year. No, no, gosh. I, I think right now we have 15 pending projects. So oh, man. yeah, 15 or 16, and, and it's, it's a lot. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Ryan, you want to talk about some discs here? That's uh, what I'm known for. Let's do it. You know what's going to happen? Before we talk about our, our favorite discs here, what do you look for in a great disc or a great package? Like, what are the special features that you're most excited for or the packaging that, that really gets you going? What are some of those things that you really look for in a disc? That's a solid question because this has evolved for me over the years. Uh, I am I'm sitting in a room that is supposed to be a bedroom and it is fully out of room for physical media right now. I'm literally building stacks on the ground waiting to build my next shelf and honestly not even knowing for sure that that's going to happen <laughs> eventually. So uh, we are getting to the point where I'm pretty happy with these giant box sets that are coming out from some of these labels because... We, we might see a 12-disc release, but it only takes up the space of something that would be maybe five cases. Yeah. That's really appealing to me now. <laughs> um, I, I also really love these booklets. I mean, one of the things that we were just talking about is the accessibility range of special features. And if I can, while my kids are sleeping next to me, or it's late at night, my wife has uh, you know, fallen asleep watching the movie I was watching... I can sit there and read a booklet and still be able to get information out of that. So that's really nice. Um, but one of the biggest things is some sort of contextual extra on the disc, whether it be an audio commentary or a really great visual essay that expands my knowledge on the film that I could not possibly get just from watching the movie. And if you watch uh, some of the interviews that are on my channel, many of the people that I've spoken to, that is their main role. For example, one of my favorites is a gentleman named Frank Jang. And yeah. this guy is a machine. First of all, um, he, he travels the world and literally records audio commentaries in hotel, hotel rooms while his wife is sleeping. And he puts out not, not kidding here, probably six or seven discs a, a month that he's doing commentaries for while he works a full-time government position. The dude is a <laughs> legend. And his extras, I, I really have sort of looked at him as like a tour guide for some of these. He works on primarily Asian releases from the 80, 70s, 80s, 90s, and um, does a really great job of explaining like, okay, there, there was a joke right there, and the reason why that's funny is because the language that they used used to mean this. Now, it's different in 2024 because it would mean this, and just goes and explains the different levels of humor and the way that the generations have changed, or even like as in-depth as... The, the geography. It's funny because in this range in th this range of the country, this is what they would do and, and why that's out of place. And the locals think that's hilarious and us silly, you know, uh, ignorant white people have no clue why that's funny. So he helps makes me uh, appreciate just literally hundreds of movies that I would not have understood without him. Yeah. Uh, a good film commentary is definitely my favorite extra. Out of anything that could be on a disc, those are what get me most excited. But not so much the actor commentaries, although sometimes those are really good. Tom Cruise does really great audio commentaries. Yeah. Directors, uh, if they're too far removed from that project, it's been 20 years, sometimes it's a little bit rough. But when you get historians like Frank Jang or like uh, my favorite is, well, one of my favorites is Tim Lucas. Yeah. He does just an amazing role in bringing you into whatever year that film was made, the landscape in which that film was made, all that stuff. Amanda Reyes is another great one, especially for TV yep. films. She is one of my favorites. She just gives so much context to what was going on on TV at the time and why it's important and makes me appreciate movies that I didn't even like that much, but 
I'll listen to the commentary later on yep. and it's like, well, now I understand a lot more. I might still not love the movie, but I, I, I have a much bigger appreciation for it because of those folks. It's great. I, I've literally changed letterbox scores for films after watching the extras because it yeah. can change your understanding of the film. It can change your appreciation of the film, everything about it. So yeah, uh, they are immensely important to me. And I'm going to mention some really good ones here. We're doing top five physical media releases of 2023. Uh, Ryan, what do you have kicking off your list at number five? Uh, first, uh, a caveat. Uh, I will... Up, up at the front of this, want to explain to a lot of people, many of these are expensive. Many of these are, uh, some of these are out of print and you literally cannot yeah. get these already that, uh, that have been released in 2023. I understand that. I understand that this comes with a sense of, uh, literal privilege that I am, am able to have these. And so I apologize to begin with, especially because four out of my five are going to be box sets and those are very overwhelming. And the hard part it was such a great year for box sets that I could yeah. probably argue that 15 different box sets should have been the number one pick and felt good and confident that I was making the right decision there. So wanted to throw that out there. Um, and also uh, wanted to clarify because I think three of these are Region B releases, um, which means that they can only be played if you have a Region B player or a Region Free player. Region B is usually Europe or Australia releases. Um but if you are able to get 4K releases, most of those should be able to be played anywhere in the U.S. or the world or whatever, because those discs inherently should be region-free. Um, so my number five pick is from a company out of the U.K. called Curzon. And they put out a collection this year of Lars von Trier films. And mm. this thing has 14 Blu-ray discs in this. It has new 4K and 3K restorations of almost all of those films, a 70-page booklet with new essays over 18 hours of special features, and multiple collectible posters. And this release comes housed in this, like, satin-textured outside box that is... Uh, when you open it up, it folds out into this ridiculous size to house all 14 of these discs. And it is almost every single film that Lars von Trier's ever released. I think it's missing literally one film. Um, so, some backstory on Curzon. This is very impressive for me because they just started sort of stepping up into this boutique quality. They used to be... Uh, what most of us would call fairly awful. <laughs> uh, th their discs used to come with bad encoding, which means when you would watch them, they would almost appear blocky on, on some, especially darker scenes. You, you could see a lot of that. And now they, I, I think they were bought out by somebody and they just are focusing on quality. So they've put out, I think three or four of these big releases and one or two double features that are this very, almost like fancy type of releases. But this thing is just a behemoth. And when you are able to put that much focus and attention on a director that's subversive like Lars von Trier, I'm only going to say job well done. And all of the discs look great. It comes in this packaging that you can appreciate for many different reasons. It's compact for what you're getting. It's a career retrospective of somebody that doesn't get enough attention. And so number five, I think is a pretty great spot for this incredible collection. It is fairly expensive. I am going to warn anybody going after this. This thing is pricey, but it's literally somebody's life's work. Uh, it's it's something that you can't really argue with being very costly, especially when they've done so many films. So Lars von Trier, 
lots of great films. Uh, definitely recommend checking it out if you were able to. Yeah, price is one of the one of these weird things because a lot of people are so used to getting you know your your favorite studio release for ten bucks after a couple months at right. uh, Walmart or whatever. But if you're going the boutique way, number one, they do tend to be a little bit more expensive because it takes a lot to get the licenses to these films, to produce the extras for these films, to produce the packaging for these films, and you're also paying for quality. You know, so there's there's a lot of stuff to it. Out of all the movies in that Lars von Trier set, what what would you say are like your two favorites in there? I mean, honestly, I, I've loved the way that he's gone in the last handful of years. So I, I really enjoy The House That Jack Built, which is kind of a weird sentence because it's it's a really dark, disturbing movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's very like realistically done. And, and I think he really approached it from an interesting take on the genre at least. Um, and then going back, like obviously breaking the waves in Europa are classics that people have been talking about for years. Uh, Dogville is still great. And then if you're into that sort of stuff, the nymphomaniac films, they, they play fairly well. Uh, but you know, going back to price, the fact that there are 14 different movies in this, if you're paying for streaming and, and you're wanting to buy a copy of those, you know, 15 or 20 bucks a piece, you're, you're looking at something hitting just over $200, which this wasn't even that expensive. It was a little bit less than that. So it's, it's kind of a win and you get to hold it forever. I have the same kind of dilemma on mine. I've got a couple of box sets. I, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't all box sets. So I do have same. two singles on mine <laughs> and I do have some honorable mentions with some box sets. Some of mine are a little bit pricey. Some of mine you can go to, to Walmart and grab right now. I'm going to start with one that you can grab at most stores. And this is a disc that I was just so impressed with the audio and video that I kind of just... I had to put it on this list, and it's from 2023. It's the brand new WB release of Barbie. What do I have to do? You have to go to the real world. You can go back to your regular life, or you can know the truth about the universe. The choice is now yours. The first one, the high heel. You have to want to know, okay? Do it again. Closer I am I'm coming with you. Okay. Wow, this is the real world. <laughs> What's going on? Why are these men looking at me? Yeah, they're also staring at me. Nice. Yeah, if you haven't seen Barbie yet, the story's pretty, um, it's it's pretty wild. It's about Barbie, obviously, played by Margot Robbie, and she lives in this perfect world with her perfect friends. And then she has an existential crisis that leads to her to question her world, her existence. She goes with Ken, played by Ryan Gosling. Amazing. And they venture out of Barbie land into the real world where things are cruel and unforgiving as our real world is. And of course, that starts leaking into Barbie land, which spells trouble. Did you see this movie? I did. Uh, yeah. And I, I saw it in theaters and have watched it home. Uh, this is a really great disc. This is a good pick. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not only a great disc, but it's a it's a great movie. I loved it. Yeah, I think everything about it was was great. They could have gone really low stakes with like a Super Mario Brothers type of movie where it's just kind of here's our IP. We're gonna do something fun and forgettable. But they made a biting satire. It's extremely funny and it's got great music. It's got great performances. This pick for me is because the audio and video quality were just so high. When I put in certain discs, 
I know you probably have the same experience where you sit there and think, this is reference material. If somebody comes to my house and wants to see or hear my setup, this is a disc that I'm gonna show. Pin sharp visuals, um, it's HDR10, so it's not Dolby Vision, but I swear, I put it on my OLED and it everything looks amazing. It looks immaculate. And this is a great disc to show off because everything in Barbie land is presented in this candy-coated, eye-popping yeah. color, incredible set design. The sound mix is also great. I have not heard the 7.1 mix. I heard it's great. Um, I haven't tried it on anything but the 2.1 we have here at the apartment, but when I get to the house, uh, I am going to bring it and try the 5.1 setup. I heard it's great. The extras here are okay. They're all pretty surface level extras. I wish there'd been a Greta Gerwig commentary. I would have loved that. But I think that not talking about the extras here speaks to the strength of the technical levels on this disc. I think it is yes. reference quality audio and video. I agree. And uh, this this did get a, a little bit of a bump in quality type of release from the UK. So I would not be surprised if in the next couple of years we did get a re-release of this one with Greta Gerwig speaking on it and all that. Especially if, and most likely, I'm sure this will get at least one Oscar for something. Yeah, either set design. I really hope Ryan Gosling gets a Best Actor nomination for, for Ken <laughs> because he is... Awesome in this movie. <laughs> Loved him. Yep. It'll it'll great, get great best film. song uh, best song nominations for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it will. All right, so that's Barbie at number five for me. Number four for you. Number four for me is going to be a probably a familiar name, but maybe not a familiar film. Uh, so this is another UK release of a uh, film from George A. Romero, which you probably know from Night of the Living Dead. Uh, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, all those zombie movies, but I'm going to go with the brand new 4K release of Martin from Second Sight in the UK. Now, this thing uh, I'm primarily picking because it's been so hard to see in the US. We, we had a crummy DVD from way back in the day, but I believe the rights for this are tied up with the same person that owns the rights to Dawn of the Dead in the US, and unfortunately... That means nobody is paying uh, his exorbitant prices just for the rights to release this in the U.S. And from what I've heard, that's that's upwards of like $100,000. And for <laughs> some of these boutique companies, that's an unbelievable amount of money to put out one movie. So this release comes with a 4K disc, like I mentioned. It's got HDR. It's got a great sound quality. If you've never seen the movie, it's about this... Uh, we'll say like troubled youth who thinks that he is a vampire and just the, the journey that it takes him on. And it's filmed in a lot of the similar ways that George A. Romero would film back then. Filmed around the Pennsylvania area with a lot of the same players from a lot of his projects. And this release is just stupendous. This will never be able to be topped for this movie. It's got a huge booklet with a bunch of new written essays. It's got a new, co uh, I think two new commentaries actually, uh, including some archival commentary. So this thing, if you're going to buy this 4K, you're probably going to spend about $30 to get this in from somewhere like Diabolic DVD or Orbit DVD. And when you get it in, you can literally get probably eight or 10 hours just of visual content from this. Bang for your buckwise, this thing is amazing. Uh, you've got lots of visual essays, lots of old uh, archival features from everything. They just try to throw everything on here. Um, there's just so much for this. And this movie being so hard to be seen, I honestly think it would be a great discovery for many people in the U.S. Beyond that, it's one of my favorite Romero films. It, it is super overlooked, and if all you've ever seen from him is the zombie flicks, this is a great branching out pick. 
All right, that's Martin from when did that come out? Seventy. Uh, gosh, that's a great question. It is nineteen seventy-seven. Nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, that was like rumored for so long to be in yes. production for the longest time. I think it was delayed at some point, and I'm I'm glad that it finally came out. I've actually never seen Martin. I really oh, need to get on a that. Great pick. Yeah, I, I think you'd love it. My number four is very easy for people to see in the US and it is also budget friendly if if you go the blu-ray route i'm going to go with the 4k route on this one from geez what i honestly think in terms of movie selection is my mvp for 2023 and that is uh 3 days of the condor from 1975 from kino lorber kino is one of these labels that just consistently puts out amazing quality discs at prices that are affordable to almost anybody. The 4K disc on this, you can get on sale for around 18 bucks. The Blu-ray, if you chose to go that route, you can get it for like $10 on their sales. So just really good, really good prices on these. But while Barbie shows you what you can do with a newer film in 4K, this disc right here and Kino show what you can do with restorations in 4K. It just looks fantastic. First off, if you've never seen the movie, it's got one of the best taglines ever. The theatrical tagline, I think, is better than the one that was on the disc. The one on the disc says, his codename is Condor. In the next 72 hours, almost everyone he trusts will try to kill him. (laughs) No one's good. But the theatrical poster says, the CIA knows him as Condor. What he knows about them has just made him an endangered species. (laughs) I love that. Just love that tagline. Um, it is Robert Redford. He plays Turner. He's this geeky CIA researcher. He's all he's all he does for his job is he's paid to read and analyze books. And he's basically looking for messages that may have been sent from country to country. And he goes to grab some sandwiches for for lunch. And when he comes back, he finds all of his coworkers assassinated. And he's then kind of put through a cat and mouse game that includes him kidnapping a woman, some Stockholm syndrome stuff with uh, Faye Dunaway, uh, a hitman disguised as a mailman. It's just some some really great like mid 70s spy movie stuff directed by Sidney Pollack. So, uh, you know, he's in good hands there. Now, if you have the opportunity to pick this up in 4K, I would. I had the old Paramount Blu-ray of this. I'm sure you've probably had a one of the older Blu-ray copies of, of this. The picture on those old discs was really disappointing. I remember watching it once and feeling it, it just felt really dull, really lifeless. It was soft to the point that everything seemed to lack detail. And that's all brought back to life in this from Kino. There are some other Blu-ray releases from other countries, but this is the first one to use Kino's 4K scan. And whether you're watching on Blu-ray or 4K, it looks great, but 4K, you can really tell a difference. It's not packed with extras, but the quality of the extras here are really, really high. There's two commentaries, one with uh, Sidney Pollack, and then that one I think was also on the DVD. But there's also one with film critics Steve Mitchell and Nathaniel Thompson. And I got to tell you, I love these guys doing commentaries. They're a, a team that have been on a lot of Kino releases, and they are just really, really great. They, Like we talked about with commentaries, they give a lot of the contextual information. It's got a 60-minute archival documentary on Sidney Pollack. It's got more interviews with Robert Redford and, and Sidney Pollack on how the film came to be. Three Days of the Condor, highly recommend this one if you can pick it up and support Kino because they are doing some great work. I can't even add anything to that because it was so perfectly said. Kino <laughs> is shockingly great at what they do. And the crazy thing is the pricing. I mean, they 
they have multiple sales a year. It's it's something like four or five sales a year. And if there's a certain title that you're after, you can literally spend less than $20 and have a top-notch release of some of the best films of all time. How, how do you argue with that? Let's say Shout Factory does a sale. I might walk away with a disc that I really wanted and a disc that I'm kind of blind buying just to see if I like it. When I see a Kino sale, I'm taking chances. Yep. I walk away with Kino sales with like, 12, 15 discs, and probably, I don't know, 75% of those I've never seen. But at 10 bucks, I'm going to take a chance. Yeah, it's it's great for, for blind buys and for stuff like that. Obviously, it's much easier. All right, uh, number three. This is another release that comes out of the UK. Uh, three in a row, which is wild for me. Um, this one is from a huge company that is also uh, housed in the US. They've got a big US side, big UK side. I'm going to go with Arrow Video, somebody that we've talked about on here before. And uh, their release that was, I believe, came out in May of 2023 called Bruce Lee at Golden Harvest. Now, this is a 4K collection of some of the best Bruce Lee films of all time. There are, I believe, seven films on here, all in 4K. Uh, excuse me, I think six in 4K, one on Blu-ray. The studio wouldn't give up the rights Ranch of the Dragon, of course. It's the biggest title out there. Sure. But the best thing, you could get that on Amazon for $8, the 4K, just a couple weeks ago. So I'm sure that'll be on sale quite a few more times. But this box set is something special, which is true of the next three releases I'm going to be talking about, actually. Um, this thing this thing compiles everything you could ever hope for on Bruce Lee, puts it in one package, and says, Merry Christmas. Uh, there's a giant booklet, there are visual essays, there's brand new deleted scenes that fans of martial arts have literally never seen until this release. There are uncovered footage that people thought was lost forever on some of these films. There are brand new restorations, films that you have seen probably on blurry, terrible pan scan ed edits in the early nineties and you know, two o'clock in the morning flipping through channels. They look like you have never seen these before, and they are remarkable. And I really want to give a special shout-out on this to somebody named Brandon Bentley. He put this entire thing together and uh, really worked his ass off. And what's crazy, he, uh, he's been doing stuff like this and having wishes to work on Bruce Lee films since he was small. And being able to put this was like this big full circle moment for him. And you could tell that it was literally like every single ounce of energy that he could possibly provide for this is all just left on the cutting room floor. Um, it's, it's not just him. There are countless brand new commentaries. There's a brand new documentary. There's multiple stories on Bruce Lee. This is just one of those things that if you are a fan of Bruce Lee, you cannot possibly wish for anything better than this release. It is an astonishing accomplishment that we have. And what's crazy is in any other year, this would be a mind-blowing number one release. The next two I have are just crazier. And and I really <laughs> wish it only ended up here. But this, this release, I think, is going to get overlooked in a sea of just insane releases that we got this year. So really wanted to highlight it here. It's amazing. The films look immaculate. And you really can't go wrong if you like martial arts with these. I haven't yet checked this out because I'm still working my way through the Criterion Bruce Lee box set. Yep. And then this got announced. So I was like, wow, this sounds like it blows the Criterion <laughs> set out of the water. But I do need to check it out. Sadly, it does. Uh, the, the big thing, I, this big one is out of print, but really wanted to highlight too for everybody. Arrow is releasing double feature 4K discs of all of oh, these cool. films. So if you really wanted to pick them out, you still can. Those will be on sale 
for years. They they easily have the rights for these for at least the next, God, four and a half years probably. Don't feel like you have to go out and look on eBay for this limited edition. Every single thing that is on these discs, you'll still be able to get for the next handful of years. Don't go spend a ton of money. You can still get these. Nice. My uh, Alamo Draft House out here in San Francisco has their whole lobby is all dedicated to Bruce Lee. So it has all the Bruce Lee posters, all the variant nice. posters, all the, um, you know, Bruce Lee stuff and all the clones of Bruce Lee stuff in there. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it's going to be a big year for fans of that next or 2024 as well. I hope so. I hope that rumored box set of the, the clones of Bruce comes out because I... It, it's not rumored. It's coming. Okay, awesome. I can't <laughs> wait for that one. Um, my number three is also from Second Sight. When you mentioned Second Sight, I thought maybe you'd be talking about this one. They do a lot of great discs, though. So They do. Um, yeah. My number three is from one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years, I'd say. I was very excited when they announced It Follows from 2015 in a nice deluxe edition. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. It could look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. If you've never seen It Follows, it's about a young woman who is followed by a terrifying supernatural force after a sexual encounter with her new boyfriend. Think of it as a cautionary tale that deals with an allegory for STDs, but picture like a slowly moving force that takes the shape of whatever it wants and it follows you (laughs) wherever you go. And if it gets to you, you're dead. Um, So for example, you could drive across the country, but you know, you fall asleep for eight hours. That thing's walking for eight hours towards you. The only way to get rid of it is to sleep with somebody else. And then it gives it to them. But then if it catches them and, and kills them, then it's then it comes back to you. So you got to start like this chain of sleeping with people uh, until it, you know, dwindles and comes back to you. It's an amazing premise. And the original Blu-ray was not bad. It had good picture. It had good audio. It had a really fun but very different type of commentary where it was a bunch of people talking. Uh, um, you had like, I think Scott Weinberg was the main kind of moderator and he had people calling in. It was really quite different, but also fun. But that was kind of all it had. The new Second Sight box set is incredible. First off, it's in 4K, brand new 4K master approved by David Robert Mitchell. A new Dolby Atmos track, again approved by the director. Two audio commentaries on here, one by Joshua Grimm, who did, um, he wrote a book on It Follows, and I, I think it was about the impact of It Follows. It was in his Devil's Advocate series. And then one with a film critic, Danny Lay, and author Mark Yankovic. Five different interviews, it's got a video essay. Um, the video essay is called The Architecture of Loneliness. But the, the real standout here is much like the Drive Limited Edition that we talked about last year. <laughs> this, I think it was on both of our lists last year. Yep. This one has a 150-page hardback book filled with essays. It is all housed in a nice, beautiful hardcover case. I mean, this thing is, it's just amazing. I think that the limited edition is out of print, but uh, you could still buy the 4K of Second Sight. And although they are UK, like Ryan said, 4Ks are pretty much, you can watch them anywhere you want. So you import it, it will 
it will play on your player as long as you get a 4K player. And if I remember right, I think this 4K is uh, one of the ones that we're trying to push behind the scenes for some of these companies. But uh, it's one of the ones where all the special features are on the 4K disc as well. For many people, the special features were only on the Blu-ray discs, uh, God, a good year ago for most companies. But now... We're seeing a lot of these people go, well, if we got space, let's let's try to put it on that 4K disc so everybody can see them. It's 40 gigs on a Blu-ray, and I think it's like 100 gigs that you can put on a 4K disc just about, so. If you use 100 disc, uh, there there is a 50 gig 4K disc as well, and I think it's, or maybe it's 66 and something like that. But yeah, there's a couple smaller sizes and, and some of the companies still cheap out. Yeah, if, if you like It Follows, you got to get the 4K disc. And if you can't find the the version with the book, I feel bad for you because it is amazing. Is it <laughs> is an amazing book? But on the other hand, the movie is the really important part here, and you can have it on 4K and just the the best quality it's probably ever going to look. That uh, visual essay on there is really great. The architecture of loneliness is an yeah. incredible watch. Joseph Wallace. Yeah, that, that was almost on the the Shelf Shock uh, nominees for best visual essay. Actually, just missed it by a couple votes. Hey, cutting in here real quick to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Streamberry. It's an amazing service that allows you to watch unlimited movies and TV shows instantly. You watch Streamberry on your PC, you can watch it on your TV, but best of all, Streamberry is only $8 a month. Catch all of your favorite shows like Jane is Awful and Thomas the Tank Engine, the reboot. Watch real estate agents claw their way to riches through brick and drywall in the newest season of Selling San Junipero. Finding Rittman, Rowdy and Peanut, all your favorites, just one click away. Head to Streamberry.tv and enter promo code FORCE5 for 20% off of your first year. Streamberry, just don't read the terms and conditions. Now that was, of course, a fake ad. Why would I advertise a streaming service on an episode dedicated to physical media? By the way, the first person who can tell me what movie or TV show Streamberry is from is going to get a shout out on the mini episode. But I do have an actual sponsor this week. Welcome, Haya Health. Haya is a vitamin company made for kids, getting them essential super nutrients that they need to be their best. I have a five-year-old. He's a very picky eater, so we use Haya to supplement what he isn't getting. But they have probiotic, they have nighttime packages as well, and they're delivered straight to your door, fresh, no sugars, no dyes, no gummy additives. And my kid says that they taste great, and that's really what we're all looking for, right? Our kids still want to take vitamins. Head to HayaHealth.com and use my code in the show notes to get 20% off of your first order. And I should stress, this is a real ad, so if you've got kids, I really think you should give these a look and uh, get some money off by using my link. All right, back to the show. Number two, uh, this is going to be one that I am probably going to speak in some hyperbole for a moment, and I apologize. But this, I think, is one of the most important releases for physical media ever. And uh, that is Vinegar Syndrome's Lost Picture Show. Now, this release has 10 films that were previously thought to be lost works of genre cinema. Um, literally films that you have probably never heard of, which is going to make this a, a very strange thing to recommend to people. Now, on this, you've got uh, some very different types of movies. You've got uh, proto-slashers, you've got weird blue ape filled movies uh you have stuff that are literally like uh, basically veiled pornography for one or two of the movies um but the important thing is that this fulfills 
what is essentially the mission of all of these boutique Blu-ray labels. And that is to rescue, to archive, and to make accessible some of the craziest movies that could ever possibly be, be, be found. And for these, there are stories behind every single t one of these 10 films that you are able to find on these discs of where they're from, why they're here, uh, why they should be something that we are rescuing. And the thing that I'm sort of uh, hinting at that is on this disc that is the best thing about all of this, there is a bonus 11th film, which is a modern-made documentary about this entire process. And they go on to interview some of the most important people in the scene, and not just Vinegar Syndrome, people from other companies, including a name from Something Weird Video, which uh, if you have not been in the whole uh, genre cinema scene for quite some time, you probably don't recognize that name, but... It is a name that has been important to the scene for literally decades. And this thing will make you appreciate these companies more than you could ever possibly imagine. When I first, you know, became aware of Lost Film, it was more so the realization like artwork in general can just degrade and become lost. Geronimo! You know, a lost film, by definition, would basically, or at least my definition, would basically be a film that has otherwise not survived. You know, it's a film that, for whatever reason, we don't have. Going through film and discovering lost elements, it's invigorating. It seems like genre films are more vulnerable to being lost because there were fewer prints made of them. A lot of times these are independently produced films as opposed to studio films. Uh, they literally will, will go through hell to find the rights for some of these, to find the elements for some of these, to, to clean a decade-old mold off of film reels that are just absolutely disgusting and then restore them scene by scene and try to get these out to everybody in the world just because they believe in the mission. And... If you watch that documentary, it is really hard not to feel genuinely inspired by it. So, uh, highly, highly recommend picking this up. It is still available, and honestly, it's fairly cheap for what you're getting, in my opinion. Right now, you can go on the Vinegar Syndrome website and get it for $80, which, again, I know that's a lot of money, but you're getting 11 films plus some special features, and it's it's got just so much in this. There's outtakes, there's commentary tracks, there's... It's short films, there's trailers, there's still galleries, there is all kinds of stuff on this. It's an incredible collection. Housed in a really nice books, uh, box that folds out in this really unique way. It's got magnets on the inside and everything. You are getting a lot for your money for this. Well, I'm glad you had this on your list. It's also my number two. Um, <laughs> what can I add, man? You know, Vinegar Syndrome in 2023 dipped their toes in a lot of different things. They had the Paramount license that they took full advantage of. They had new partner labels. They split off their adult titles. This, I think, really brings them back to their roots of finding obscure titles and giving them the treatment that no one cared about before. This gives them, like, th these films look incredible. These are lost films that were probably found in somebody's garage, yep. uh, you know, at an estate sale. And all of a sudden they say, 
what's this what's this reel for this movie called Barbara from 1970 <laughs> that nobody's ever heard of? It's got like three star like three views on IMDb and no letterboxed profile. The packaging is the first thing you're gonna see. Like you said, it's great. The magnet double fold-out box. It kind of folds out both ways and unfurls into this big long mural with the films on each side. The films that are included. Um, you mentioned that they were kind of eclectic. They are, it's a, it's a really interesting mix. It starts off with Barbara, which is a mix of sexploitation <laughs> and just, it's, it's a big swing to start things off. It's real weird. Um, but you have like early slasher films. You have a movie called um, What's Love from 1987. Half of the movie was filmed in the 70s and then it was just forgotten about. And then another director picked up in the 80s Carlos Tobolina and he like filmed the second half and it it comes together really strangely. The most bizarre one on here is probably the rare blue apes of Cannibal Isle, which is <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to read Vinegar Syndrome's description of this. It says shot in Malaysia by veteran sexploitation director Don Greer. The rare blue apes of Cannibal Isle offers a jaw dropping barrage of singing crocodiles and monkeys, deadly and psychedelic booby traps barren hellscapes, and a lovable duck named Mr. Quack Quack. You've <laughs> never seen anything like it. And it's weird. It's it's like a kid's musical. There's something for everybody on here, but at the same time, there's also something for nobody on here. It's one of those box sets that goes against your, uh, your, your tagline of every movie is somebody's favorite movie. I don't know that anybody's ever seen these movies. I highly, highly recommend this. And that's not even mentioning the documentary, which you have talked at length about. It's great. It's got commentaries, like you said. Amanda Reyes has a commentary on here on the Las Vegas Strangler. Just so much to love about this. You can get it for 80 bucks when it's not on sale. When it's on sale, when they have one of their two sales per year, you can get this thing for 60 bucks. Highly recommend it. Even if you don't love the movies, you'll love what it took to make those movies what they are now. It's a really great call out on the sale prices. And the crazy thing, Vinegar Syndrome has been having more than two sales. So you might yeah. be able to find this at $60 more often than we're expecting. So I, I'd keep an eye out on it. This is this is something that if you are even like somewhat interested in film, this is the kind of thing that I implore people to support just for the sake of supporting, which I don't like to do very often because it feels like beggy and, and really needy for some of these things. But this is the type of thing that like you send a message when you purchase this. And you just talk to those Vinegar Syndrome guys. You can see how much passion they have for what they do. You've had people from Vinegar Syndrome on your show. I've had people from Vinegar Syndrome on my show. We I think we both had Brad Henderson when he was yep. on VS. And then we've had uh, Justin LaLiberty has been on both of our shows. They just love film and they love bringing films back from the dead. Yeah, not, not to plug too much, but literally just this week, I put up an interview with Oscar Bescher, who is the archivist and vault holder at Vinegar Syndrome. And this guy's in the documentary a lot. And if you want to get some supplemental information, I really feel like we we got into like a vulnerable position with him during this conversation. And it's, it's a really interesting take on why film preservation is important, but also what is film preservation? People who are calling themselves an archivist, how do you define archiving film? Because for different people, that means different things. And for somebody like us who are here as advocates for film, accessibility to these films is one of the important parts of archiving it. And so I go back to like 
Disney in 1997 and we all used to be advertised to with their releases and being told this is being pulled from the vault. If you got it in a vault, it's, it's not, it doesn't exist. If people can't see it, it's not real. So you, you, you got to be able to get this stuff to people and whether it's, you know, getting it at a local library or getting it through a boutique retailer, there are all kinds of ways to support these things. And that conversation with Oscar, I think is, is one that I'm incredibly proud of. I'll put that in the uh, in the show notes for an easy link for people to check it out, and uh, definitely do all the plugging. Don't feel like you ever overplug on this show. That's what that's <laughs> part of what this is here plug. for. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm I'm kind of worried that our number ones are going to match up here as well uh, because yeah. there are some great sets, but for me, there's one that lives far and above everything else. But go ahead, and we'll see if we match up here. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the nod if we are. No, I, I have a feeling we are because this, this thing, like I mentioned earlier with the Bruce Lee, that it was an achievement to, to make this sort of release, but I don't think anything will hold a candle for years to what Severn was able to do with the sensual world of Black Emmanuel. And this thing is jaw dropping. Uh, first, I really want to highlight what they did for their limited edition release of this, which was a lot of money again. Got to highlight this. This thing, this package was $295 on the day that it was announced. And this thing came with the box set, of course, which we'll get into in just a minute, but an airlines bag that was uh, emblazoned with multiple Severn Films logos, which is glorious to hold in the hand. So it well designed. Such- It's such a well-made bag. Like this is something that people that work at boutique labels dream that they could have for their merch. Um, on top of that, uh, it came with a necklace, a pendant, some, uh, you know, art card, stuff like that, which is pretty common. But then we have a full blown, uh, magnetized dress up playset for Emmanuel. Um, we've got a passport that you can, uh, put stickers in as you're going through this journey through across the world with Emmanuel. But man, the the real beauty here lies within this giant box set, which again, expensive. Uh, if you go to pick this up from Severin right now, it is still $195 just for the box set. But there's a reason. Um, this this is this is something that like dreams are made of. This is a box set that is starring, most of them star, an actress called Laura Gemser, uh, who is she's beautiful. Um, let's just get that out of the way. And a lot of these are what most of us would describe as soft core flicks. And that's not going to sound appealing at all to many people. However, there are 21 films in this box set across. I, I don't even remember. I think it's 12 or 14 discs and just the sheer audacity to gather this many films on this together is completely unheard of. Um, we've got multiple soundtrack CDs. Yeah, 15 discs uh, entirely uh, encased in this box set. We've got a giant book. We've got extras on every single film. And the biggest thing, these are not going to be appealing to a lot of people. And earlier when I mentioned that one of my favorite things is contextual extras, they go above and beyond to explain why some of these films exist to begin with. They go on to explain why it's not, you know weird exploitation, which some people are still think these are going to be weird exploitation. And I completely understand it. Uh, there are some very odd scenes in many of these movies. Um, many of them will start to blur together for you, especially if you try to watch all of them back to back to back, which I do not recommend. This is like (laughs) a, 
This is like a, a glass of hard alcohol that you sip on regularly for a couple months and make sure that you just season some of your life because, uh, yeah, th th this is one that you can definitely get a little too drunk on if you go all at once. <laughs> uh, why, why, why did you share some thoughts on this one? Yeah, this is also my number one. I was giving you the, the nod there for the <laughs> thumbs up. I figured we were going to match up somewhere uh, and... and my two guesses were on the R1 and 2. So <laughs> nice job to both Vinegar Syndrome and Severin. I will tell you, they are the box set masters from yep. all haunts to to this one. Uh, there's actually 24 films in this box. There's 21 oh, right. Black and Manuel films with uh, Gemser, but there's also two like knockoff titles with uh, Ajita Wilson, and then there's a full-length documentary as well. In addition to all of those films and all of the the stuff that goes with it the real impressive thing here to me are the extras the booklet i mentioned the 150 page book for uh for second sights it follows this has a 356 page book that comes with it called the black emmanuel bible um it's got all kinds of stuff in there that just goes in depth to her career and goes in depth to how these films came about there's 40 plus hours of special features. Every disc has something, whether it be commentaries or video essays or probably one of the weirdest special features I saw all year, which was Laura Gemser's workout video called Looking Good. Have you seen that? I've not watched this one yet because it just didn't jump out to me as necessary yet. It's definitely not necessary, but it is so... <laughs> interesting as this product of its time where Laura Gemser is not even doing the workouts. She's just kind of there. And at the end, she uses a pregnant woman as almost like a throne. It is, uh, it is, it's wild, but they stuffed everything they could into this. Um, yeah. I, I actually have the listing up here cause I was going to go through some of the special features, but we'd be here literally all night long. Um, <laughs> there's something on every disc, including the triple X inserts for like the original first two films, which were kind of released as softcore, but also as hardcore films yep. with, uh, different footage spliced in to make you think it was that. I mean, if you're into Euro cult, Euro trash, exploitation, sexploitation stuff, this is going to be a set that you're just going to fall in love with. But I also think just as film fans, the amount of information about the making of all of these, yep. uh, it, it, this makes this set a must have. I am one of those people who will probably watch one of these films, I don't know, once every six months. I, I'll watch one film and then I'll, I'll wait six months to watch the other one. Like you said, it's, yep. it's definitely one that you got to sip through. It's going to take me years to get through this box set. Um, but every time it will be worth it, just just like devouring those extras. And like you said, Laura Gemser is just a vision in in these films. So uh, even if you're not liking the movie, it's definitely you're, you're going to find some some nice stuff to look at. Yeah, so some incredible extras on here um, highlight that there is a Cat uh, Ellinger commentary on at least one of the discs, which she is really high up on on a lot of people's favorite lists. Uh, she does. I believe a commentary on Emmanuel in America. Uh, but the other real big thing I wanted to point out is uh, Shelf Shock Rewind. We talked about this earlier. Last year, um, we gave a special award called the Sergio Mims Memorial Award to somebody named Kayla Janice. This whole box set was produced by Kayla Janice, and she poured 
every part of her soul into literally traveling the world to find some of these pieces, um, coming up with ideas for, uh, you know, the, the tchotchkes that came with it that many people don't appreciate, but God, do I love many of the things that Severn Films does with those. Uh, she is, uh, the one that designed like the whole passport idea, which I think is a really neat way of highlighting just how insane this box set is of showing people, uh, I mean, there, there's films for Emmanuel in, in Bangkok, Emmanuel in America. There, there's traveling the world and, and using that passport. It's uh, just a great physical way to show the traversing of the globe. I, I think that they really killed it with this. The box itself uh, didn't even highlight. There's a little um, like Viewmaster type reel connected to the front of it <laughs> that you can yeah. switch through some different art. It's just astonishingly designed. It's very efficient. Like I mentioned earlier on saving space for something that's 15 discs, it has a very small footprint. It's just maybe one of the most impressive physical media releases literally ever. And in any other year, I, I think anything on either of our list could have easily been a number one, but the fact that these top two that we were just talking about came out this year, it's crazy that we were living in the kind of time that we can get a full Bruce Lee box set a 10 film lost Blu-ray set from vinegar syndrome. And then this Emmanuel set can blow both of those out of the damn water. And it's not even close. I, I wrestled for a while because the vinegar syndrome set is one that, I'll probably go back to more often. Same. The Black Emanuel set, maybe not so much, but the effort that was put into it and the care that was put into it and just the immense amount of stuff that's in that box set, there was no question about it when when I took emotion out of it. <laughs> yeah, it just just logic alone. Looking at this thing, it is a literal beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're probably going to hear more from this set and maybe the Vinegar Syndrome set and, and some of these other discs on the Shelf Shock Rewind Awards. Um, but let's recap our list real quick for the listeners. I will go first. My number five was the WB release of Barbie. My number four was Kino Lorber's Three Days of the Condor 4K. My number three was It Follows from Second Sight. My number two was Vinegar Syndrome's Lost Picture Show from various films in various years. And my number one was The Sensual World of Black Emmanuel box set from Severin. My number five was the Curzon Lars von Trier box set that uh, covered many films. Uh, my number four was Martin in 4K from Second Sight Films in the UK. My number three was Bruce Lee at Golden Harvest, the 4K box set. My number two was the same as yours, the Vinegar Syndrome Lost Picture Show. And number one, the Sensual Films. Or, uh, man, I almost blew that entire name there. Whoops. <laughs> uh, the, the Sensual World of Black Emmanuel 15-disc collection. Good Lord. Incredible. I know there were, we, we talked about it before we got on air, pl probably plenty of honorable mentions. Any that you wanted to, to shout out real quick that people need to check out? Yeah. Uh, and again, any other year I, I could see these making top five or even top spot. That's the craziest thing. Um, one, uh, criterion collection has been doing some pretty interesting things. I still feel that I got some beef with them. They're not doing real great on the extras, but, uh, yeah. really want to highlight this year after hours on 4k from Scorsese. We finally got it. It looks incredible. The commentary on it is pretty damn great. It's got a, a mix of people, so it's not just one person. It keeps you really interested, and it's one of Scorsese's best. Like, how do you complain about that? 
I almost put that one on instead of Three Days of the Condor, but I really wanted to get a Kino disc on there. I, I love After Hours, but I also agree. Like Criterion has been kind of going down the list for me in terms of uh, companies that I really follow every month. Another one from them that was super important to me was uh, Todd Browning's Sideshow Shockers. This includes the first high-definition release of Freaks from... Gosh, I think it's 1928 is the year on that, but uh, that's a that's a huge deal. It's got three films in that box set, really well made. Todd Browning was a visionary, absolutely loved that incredible release. Um, and then maybe the last one that I should highlight: uh, Enter the Video Store, Empire of Screams from Arrow Video. This included a handful of films that were from Empire Pictures, uh, including things like Dolls, which I love, and uh, Dungeons Dungeon Master, and a few others, but. This box set was just immaculately designed for films that have been out of print uh, from everywhere pretty much for years. And it's nice to see them come back into the you know ability to be circulated for people that didn't get the opportunity to see them previously. But th that box set was just so cool. I mean, it came with like a, a video store rental card and, and a really nice booklet and um, just a, really fits nicely on the shelf. That's the thing. For a lot of these... They, they they try to do too much sometimes and it ends up being unwieldy like you know not to not not to have criterion catch strays here but the Godzilla <laughs> box set they did a couple years ago it kind of sucks like it's this massive thing yeah where do you put it you can't put it on any shelf they they call it a, a coffee table thing I don't want a box set just sitting on my <laughs> coffee table all the time it doesn't make any sense um so I I think arrow kind of knocked it out of the park with the design on that one yeah I agree I had a couple of honorable mentions that weren't mentioned. The box of Burt from Umbrella was, yes. you know, anytime you get five Burt Reynolds films in a box set, that's always going to be fun. But they had some fun little extras with that as well. I think the box set design looks great. Um, you know, the only reason that I didn't toss that on here is there. Some of the extras are a YouTube series that really grates on me. Oh. Um, yeah, so not my favorite extras, but if you want some uh, Burt Reynolds films, that's a great place to start. And it's got the first two, well, I guess the only two, Cannonball Run films in there, which are <laughs> really, really fun. Uh, I almost put, I, I didn't want to do more than one per label, so uh, I, I had it on there until the last moment I took it off. The Roadhouse release from Vinegar Syndrome. They have the Vinegar yep. Syndrome Ultra line, which has been really, really great, and uh both. I, I probably could have put both Roadhouse and Showgirls on here, but uh, yeah, I chose to leave them off because I was going to have the last picture show on there. Well, I'll help you highlight one specifically. Roadhouse actually came out in 2022. That was a Black Friday title from 2022. Oh, well, I'm glad I didn't put it on here. That would have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could have put Showgirls on here, but they had a replacement disc on that. So uh, maybe that's yeah. my cop out. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't want to do more than one studio release, but I could have easily added Oppenheimer or um, Across the Spider-Verse. Great HDR on that disc. Yeah, I did nominate that for a couple of Shelf Shock uh, Rewind awards. And then um, Shout Factory and Arrow put out a couple different Shaw Brothers sets. There were some, the Brave Archer set. There were a couple of like, I think four different Shout boxes for for Shaw stuff, just tons of material to go through. Yeah. And then the last one I want to highlight, I think it's also, I don't have the, the thing listed here, but I think it's Umbrella that did Walter Hill Directs. That is Imprint. Imprint, all right, yeah. Thanks for correcting me. Uh, Walter Hill Directs, it, it was like a bunch of different Walter Hill films, but really uh, the driver 
is the one that I was yeah. most excited about in there. And Extreme Prejudice. If you haven't seen Extreme Prejudice, it's a real fun film. But uh, those two are in that set, along with a couple of us others. And uh, anytime you can rep Walter Hill, he had a couple of great releases this year with like the Warriors on 4K. Yeah. And yeah, he's just, uh, and, and now we just got um, Southern, Southern Comfort. Comfort coming. Yeah. So awesome. Good stuff. He's got a lot of love lately. I mean, you bring up Extreme Prejudice. I think that's had three or four different releases in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think MVD put one out or... Um, it was uh, Vestron, Vestron in the US. Vestron, yeah. And then uh, Studio Canal did one in the UK. Imprint did theirs. And I think there was one other somewhere else. It's been a wild time for that movie. Yeah, <laughs> go watch a Nick Nolte take on Powers Booth. <laughs> uh, dude, this was, this was great. It was a lot of fun just digging into physical media and letting people know how important this is. It's not just important for us because we're film fans, but like you said, if you want... If you love something own it because you never know when your favorite movie is going to be taken off of streaming or more horrifically you never know when they're going to change your favorite movie because of uh you know people don't like something in that movie and all of a sudden they change it and now it's different from when you first saw it if you own it yep. you own that version of it uh shout out to the french connection disc sitting on my <laughs> shelf over here uh, Ryan, let's plug your stuff one more time. Where should people go to see more of your work? This, of course, will be in the show notes, but uh, really highlight highlight where you want people to go. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere under Disconnected, Shelf Shock Rewind, or someone's favorite productions. Uh, but really, the thing I'm going to plug, uh, everybody listening to this already knows, follow Jason. Jason's amazing. I uh, really want to say thank you. I, I don't know how many people say this on the show, but what you do is important. What you do is really high quality. And I love someone that is out there repping film, but also at the same time saying appreciate it in a way that shows that you own it and it deserves to be in the pantheon of, of important pieces in everybody's life. So you're doing great work and uh, I, I hope for the best success for you. I appreciate it. And I hope the same success for you, which from the sound of it, you're already willing into existence. Listeners, if you're interested in physical media, please give Ryan's channels and newsletter a shot. They really are some of the best resources for this hobby that I and so many others love. Before you skip over to your next podcast or to Ryan Verrill's Disconnected, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Getting the word out about Force 5 is the only way that this show grows. And uh, we're nearing 100,000 listens. So uh, you guys have been doing something right. Intro and outro bumpers come courtesy of Nate Spears. The top five list bumper was produced by me with music from Audio Binger. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and go support physical media. Physical media.